Hello and welcome to the Membrane Labs newscast. I'm your host, Dino Cialotti, bringing you my short 10-minute review of something newsy from the music-slash-tech world. You'll also be able to find links to full stories or press releases that I reference here in our show notes at medium.com slash membrane-labs. I'd also love your feedback or comments, so please do reach out through social media at Membrane Labs or email us at offkey at membrane.net. All right, thanks for joining me for the first episode of Offkey's Newscast. Today is Sunday, May 19th, 2019. Today I wanted to talk about surprise, surprise podcasts, specifically in the music industry, and more specifically how this year has been full of news about Spotify diving into the podcast game. Recently, Music Business Worldwide had a story titled Spotify Launches Cloud-Based Podcast Studio Soundtrap for Storytellers. What is Soundtrap for Storytellers? It's an online tool for recording and editing podcasts. This is a paid tool costing just over 14 US dollars if you pay annually and a little more if you prefer to be non-committal and pay monthly. One of Soundtrap for Storytellers' main features is that it automatically transcribes your audio after you've recorded and actually lets you edit your podcast as if it's a document. So if you delete a piece of transcribed text, it removes the corresponding audio for you. I haven't tried this myself, but it sure looks nifty. Another feature is remote interviews, and it's not restricted to just one guest. Similar to tools like Zencaster, Soundtrap for Storytellers lets you share a conference call style link with your guests where your conversation takes place and is recorded. It also includes other tools like a library of audio resources and sound effects from freesound.org. And it lets you upload directly to Spotify. But why am I telling you about Soundtrap for Storytellers? Well, not too long ago, Spotify's founder and CEO Daniel Ek said he expects that over time, more than 20% of all Spotify listening will be non-music content. From what I can tell, he's expecting a chunk of that to be in the form of podcasts, and Soundtrap is just the tip of the iceberg. In October last year, Spotify launched Spotify for Podcasters in beta, In Q1 2019, Spotify said that more than 20,000 podcast teams are now using the platform on a monthly basis. Also in the first quarter, Spotify launched 15 original and exclusives along with a daily news podcast in Brazil. Earlier this year, Spotify made two major acquisitions, buying up Gimlet Media, a podcast production company, and Anchor, a podcast recording and distribution platform, spending around 300 million euros for the pair and said that it would likely spend over $400 to $500 million on podcast acquisitions in 2019. That was in February. In March, Spotify announced another acquisition, that of Parcast, another podcast content studio. Then, earlier this month, we learned that Spotify was testing placing podcasts into personalized playlists and alongside music recommendations. Also this month, Spotify posted... Do You Need Your Own Podcast, a blog post encouraging artists to create their own podcasts. I think it's really interesting to speculate on Spotify's motives here, and I don't think they're that hard to see. I'm not going to go super deep here, so if anyone is interested in discussing this in more detail, please reach out. But for now, I'll summarize with these three key takeaways. The first piece, which I've seen a lot of people pick up on, is related to costs. At the moment, Spotify pays a portion of its revenues to labels and artists based on how much that music gets played relative to other music. But until now, pretty much all time spent on Spotify meant listening to music. So 100% of that pool of funds was going to artists and labels. 
Now, if Spotify can provide other content that they own or that is less costly, and in the case of podcasts, often free, then that portion of listener time and therefore listener revenue does not have to get paid out and stays in Spotify's pocket. This is not the place to talk about whether this is right or wrong or for who it's right or wrong, but it sure is interesting. Another piece of the puzzle is on the revenue side. If Spotify can provide more reason for people to spend time on the platform, even if it's for free content, maybe they're more likely to upgrade to a paid subscription. Or by having content and features that other platforms don't have, perhaps they can move subscribers over from Apple, Deezer, Tidal, and Spotify's other competitors. Spotify knows people are spending time listening to something. And the majority of that time is music and podcasts and sometimes audiobooks. So if Spotify can be a single platform where you can get more of the things you want to listen to without switching, this becomes an attractive proposition rather than having to switch between apps. And finally, podcasts provide a nice low-cost testing ground for Spotify's strategy. I first came across this idea from Denisha Kulor, who wrote a really great Medium post titled, The Record Label of the Future is No Record Label at All. You can search for it, but I'll also link in the show notes, and I highly recommend it. The TLDR here is that Spotify's acquisition and other steps that they're taking in the world of podcasts demonstrate its strategy to control everything audio. However, the important bit here is captured well in a direct quote from Denise's article. Spotify is using podcasts to validate their ability to use technology to disintermediate the process of producing, distributing, and optimizing music in a way that is cost-effective and provides the least points of friction given their current reliance on record labels. So did we catch that? Two key points here. One is to disintermediate the process, and the second, Spotify's current reliance on record labels. In the past, Spotify ruffled some feathers with major labels when it did direct deals with artists. So I think Denisha is spot on here. With podcasts, Spotify can test going directly to the source of creation and see if that's a viable business model without upsetting the major label Apple cart. But ultimately, and here's another quote from Denisha's article, the larger play is to centralize the fragmented intermediaries creating bottlenecks in the music industry and become the sole gatekeeper to talent. The post contains a lot more detail and is well worth the read. But let's keep these three strategies in mind, and especially that of disintermediation and controlling audio. Just recently, Spotify started testing a feature called Storyline. Storyline seems a lot like Snapchat or Instagram stories, but the idea is to allow artists to insert a little story in the form of an image overlaid with text into the listener experience to tell them something about the song they're currently listening to. Perhaps the artist's motivations behind the song, for example. This isn't entirely new. Spotify already has a feature called Behind the Lyrics, which does something very similar, but is delivered in partnership with a third party called Genius, whereas Storyline is Spotify's own in-house feature. This is a nice feature, but what's key is that it's another step towards disintermediation and direct artist contact for Spotify. Going right back to the beginning of this newscast, I talked about Spotify's new soundtrack for storytellers. But listen to this wording directly from Soundtrap's website. With our feature, Interactive Transcript, you can record and automatically transcribe your voice. Edit your recording as you would a text document. Then you can upload to Spotify and improve your discoverability, 
or just download the podcast and distribute it wherever you want. Okay, I'm going to read the second part of that again with my own emphasis. Then you can upload to Spotify and improve your discoverability, or you can just download your podcast and distribute it wherever you want. Podcasts are traditionally distributed via RSS feed. That means they're a free and open resource for anyone. I don't know, but my guess is that when you choose that option to upload to Spotify and improve your discoverability, your podcast is not then being distributed through normal RSS channels, meaning it will then only be available on Spotify. Spotify is playing a nice little word game here, because they are implying that if you upload from Soundtrap to Spotify, you will get better discoverability, presumably because it will also have the transcript, although they don't say why. What they also don't say is that if you distribute your recording through normal podcast channels, it will actually also be made available on Spotify anyways. So I want to emphasize this point. Spotify's version of improved discoverability means within Spotify, not in general. Because if you take their improved discoverability route, you can't be discovered on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, or other podcast platforms. But you have a better chance on Spotify. All right, I think that's enough about Spotify for one day. Interestingly, Spotify was not the only one in the podcast slash music news sphere this week. Sony Music is also dipping their feet into podcasting. Sony announced that it has entered into a joint venture with Adam Davidson, the founder of NPR's Planet Money and a contributor to This American Life, and with Laura Mayer, a producer who's worked for Stitcher, Panoply Media, and WNYC. I'll link to the full press release in the show notes, but here's an intro snippet describing the project. The joint venture will create and distribute original scripted and unscripted programming across multiple podcast genres and subject matters. Based in Brooklyn, New York, Davidson and Mayer will lead the yet-to-be-named company and focus on cultivating dynamic talent and unique storytelling using Sony Music's expertise in content creation and supporting new technologies for monetization. There's not a ton of specificity there, so what it actually means is anyone's guess, but you can be sure I'll be keeping an eye on it to see how it develops. I don't think it's any secret that podcasts are looking forward to continued huge growth in the near future, so I wouldn't be surprised if we keep seeing startups popping up in the space and big incumbents trying to figure out how they can get a piece of the pie. That's it for now. This newscast is a brand new segment for us at Offkey, so please let us know how you like it. If you like the show, please do also leave ratings or reviews on Apple Podcasts, as that helps others find the show. I haven't decided on the right cadence for this podcast, so I'll just be back when I'm back. Till next time, thanks for listening.